first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First. Today, we'll be talking with Ishan on Stillwater, as well as listening to Ishan talking to Rob Hoagie, the executive producer, and James Yeh, which is the voice on Stillwater. Along with me speaking with Tiana on Time Crackers, the treasure of Pirate Cove. Also, Katie with Gavin Magnus, who is an actor on Time Crafters, the treasure of Pirate Cove. Lastly, Tiana with McKinley Bell, actor on Time Crafters, the treasure of Pirate Cove. So, First, we'll be speaking with Ishan on Stillwater. Ishan, how are you today? Hi, Natalia. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Great to hear. First and foremost, I am familiar with this film. I understand that this Apple TV series follows a bit of few kids that are the next-door neighbors of Stillwater, who is a wise panda. Through this example, Stillwater gives them a deeper understanding of their feelings as well as tools that help them face their own challenges. However, can you give me a more in-depth understanding from your point of view? Right. So I think you really hit the nail on the head. Um, I really like something that I really enjoyed about Stillwater was the dynamic between the three siblings, Carl, Addie, and Michael, and uh, Stillwater, the wise panda. Um, mm-hmm. I really like that. I mean, Stillwater loves Tai Chi, teaching um, the kids life lessons and trying new things. And also, of course, eating bamboo shoots, as all pa- pandas do. <laughs> um, and uh, something that was great, and I think it'll be really awesome for kids who are watching, for curious kids who are watching, is that Stillwater seems to have the answer to any question that uh, Carl, Addie, and Michael have, or the solution or a possible path out of the situation that the kids find themselves in. And uh, that's basically what the show is based around. Each episode is recorded in two parts, basically. Um, the first part, the first 12 minutes, are one episode uh, or one storyline. Second part is the second episode or the second storyline. Um, so it's really awesome, much like other Apple TV um, you know, shows. They, it really captures your attention, keeps your attention for the entire duration because of the format. Wow. Well, I have to say, this animated and family-friendly film sounds like a lot of fun. Thank you for sharing that with us. Sure. Along with that, were you able to relate to Addie, Carl, or Stillwater? If so, how? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean... Um, Carl, Addie, and Michael have some awesome questions that I'm sure all kids have asked, and they're sometimes sometime in their lives. And uh, you know, they've they found themselves in, in situations that are pretty similar to Carl, Addie, and Michael. Um, I mean, as you grow up, you learn how to deal with emotions, which I think is a big part of the show: dealing with anxiety, sadness, frustration anger, things like those. That, that was a big part of, um, of, of this TV show. And I think it's something that's really important, especially um, in a time like the one we live in right now, um, even 2020, a year, the year like it is, uh, being full of, you know, uh, roiling emotions and sadness, anxiety, anger, all those things all, you know, bundled up into one. That's just been the definition of 2020. So I think this is a great, very timely show uh, for this year. And it's great for, uh, you know, kids to kind of uh, extract a new message, uh, not of, you know, uh, it, it's, it teaches you how to deal with your problems and deal with your emotions in a healthy way. I have to agree with you. I feel like getting able to talk to a panda is pretty cool and get to express um, some emotions or get to learn about some daily problems being very young and the panda is helping you right by your side. And what's really cool is it's so influential because there's other kids on the show learning from the panda itself. Mm-hmm. Along with that, John J. Muth has written dozens of comics and books, but none are as beloved as the children books in the Zen series which involves a panda named Stillwater who teaches the lessons just like you shared with us. Have you read the books before watching the series or are you influenced now after watching it? I actually have not read the books uh, yet, but uh, I do plan to read them. This this show has really um, 
kind of it, it's motivated me to learn more about uh, John J. Muir's writing and also read uh, the Zen trilogy. Um, all of, of, I mean, just the way the show has been created um, and the way that there, there's really beautiful things that have been extracted from uh, Muse books, actually, especially. So Stillwater teaches the kids through stories, right? So he uh, will use a story from Chinese myths, or he'll invent his own story and set it against the back, a backdrop of an East Asian country or of a Central American country or of anything in a, you know, a cultural aspect, which is, again, another great thing, multiculturalism. Superb, but um, <laughs> these these stories that are uh, that are kind of uh, embedded in the show uh, have a totally different art style than the rest of the show. So the rest of the show is kind of CGI uh, slash a bit more uh, comic booky uh, or not comic booky but cartoony, and mm-hmm. these are more uh, comic booky almost. They look like uh, Japanese artwork or Chinese artwork with um, more muted colors and, uh, you know, more pastels. So it's really awesome. Wow, that seems like a lot of fun. And one of the best parts about that is the fact that it really brings new culture into this. It shows diversity, which is one of the best things that you could show within the animated film, especially. Totally. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're listening to Ishan on Stillwater as I'm speaking with him right now. We're also going to be listening to Ishan as he speaks with Rob Hoagie, who is an executive producer, and James Sia, who is a voice on Stillwater, as well as Tiana on Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirate Cove, as well as a pre-recorded review of Gavin Magnus speaking with Katie on Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirate Cove. Lastly, Tiana and McKinley Bellum, actor on Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirate Cove. Right now, we're continuing our interview, listening to the review with Ishan on Stillwater. Well, Ishan, there are so many adventures. Like you said, each episode is a different storyline, and it brings something new and something creative. Now, I do know they're pretty funny, because I know one of the episodes is where Michael is kind of afraid to get his first haircut. And I know that kind of went a long way, but Stillwater was there to help him out by his side. What was one of your favorite episodes, and why? Oh, man, yeah, there are so many awesome episodes. Again, uh, yeah, the episode where Carl is afraid to cut his hair, that's all, that's, I think all kids have gone through that. Oh, no, not the barber shop or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. I want to stay in my comfort zone. And I think that is, uh, again, that storyline is reflecting on a bigger theme, uh, you know, of not staying in your comfort zone, trying new things, all those sorts of things. Um, but... As far as my favorite episode would go, I'd have to say that it was the episode where uh, it's it's called Soaked, and it's uh, dealing with your problems head-on, um, that that's the main theme, dealing with your problems head-on uh, instead of running away from them. So this happens literally when um, Carl and Michael uh, end up getting into a uh, water balloon fight. Addie is uh, making some sweet treats. She walks out with uh, them on a tray and she's like, hey guys, I've made something. Uh, Y'all want to come and have a snack? And they're in the middle of their water balloon fight. And um, things mount up to such a point that they end up hitting Addie with all of their water balloons. yeah, kind of precipitating the reaction that you would have had. They run and hide in Stillwater's garden. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Stillwater finds them. And he's kind of like, why are you all running from your problems? You have no clue how she even reacted. You ran away before she could even say anything. And so he kind of tells <laughs> them how to deal with their problems, how to cope with... Um, it's, it's really a mistake. It's an accident. But uh, recognizing that you know, sometimes reaction, like we have reactions and all these things and how to sort of um, cope with them and deal with them and confront them. Wow, that does seem like a lot of fun. And in addition, this show was directed by longtime animated veterans, Roy Burden, Gary Hartle, Hood Falkenstein and Amber Tarngus Hollinger. The latter two handled direction and art direction as well. So this is the world of Stillwater and it has three of his friends, which overflows with detail and personality. I mean, the environment has a purposeful, pleasing simplicity, and yet is richly nuanced. What was your um, opinion on the stunning computer-generated animation? I, as you said, it's really stunning. It's beautiful. It's super realistic. Um, I love uh, that 
again, the contrast between the two art styles, um, Stillwater's stories, and then um, the main overarching, the normal, the, the, the more widely used art style, which is the CGI slash cartoon style animation. Um, and I think that's a, a really beautiful contrast to, uh, to have because it's super rare. You know, you rarely ever see a hybrid, a, an animated film which has two distinct styles of animation. So I guess you could call it a hybrid. Uh, two distinct styles of animation involved in it. And um, as far as the CGI goes, it, it was amazing. I thought that it really, really enhanced um, just the way the, the 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 show cut together, and as well, uh, I I really felt like I was there. I was beside uh, Stillwater. I was sitting with Carl, Addy, and Michael, and I was really immersed in the storyline. And that was that's really I think the function of amazing uh, animation is to help the viewer get immersed in the show. And I think that's definitely this is successful. So, Ishan, lastly, can you give me the age rating and star rating on the series? All right. So, uh, I give Stillwater 5 out of 5 stars, and I would recommend it for ages 4 to 7. But honestly, it's a great show for all ages. Even adults would enjoy this. And uh, you can catch it on Apple TV Plus right now. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about Stillwater. This has definitely influenced me to learn a little more about it and to check it out for the first time. Thank you so much for sticking with me, Sean. This was awesome. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Let's you take too. a break. I'm Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you were listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. Today's show is sponsored by Hope's Legacy. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Ishan on Stillwater, and right now we're listening to Ishan as he speaks with Rob Hoagie and James C. on Stillwater. Hi there, I'm Ishan Mani reporting for Kids First. And today, I am super excited to speak with Rob Hoagie, the executive producer of Stillwater, and James Sia, voice of Stillwater the Panda. Rob has worked on many award-winning animated series, including Teen Titans, Slugtera, and Thunderbirds are go. He won the 2016 Daytime Emmy for Best Animated Program with Nico and the Sword of Light. And James is an award-winning voice actor who's best known for his work on the Kung Fu Panda series and voicing an animated Jackie Chan, among other characters, on Jackie Chan Adventures. Rob and James, thanks so much for taking the time out to speak with me today. Glad to be here. Thanks. So I'll start with you, Rob. So being an EP of an animated show, especially one associated with a pretty big brand like Apple, is a big commitment. So what stood out to you about Stillwater that compelled you to be EP of the show? 
Well, anytime someone offers you a job, it's certainly a good thing. But, <laughs> you know, right now. <laughs> that's right. It's true. Well, you know, Stillwater is actually based on a series of these really wonderful books by a man named John J. Muth. And I actually loved reading them to my kids when they were younger. So kind of in a way, Stillwater, Addie and Carl and Michael were already characters that uh, I knew very well. So, you know, when I heard that they were making a Stillwater series, I, I almost really nearly begged to be allowed to, to be a part of it. And a lot of the reasons is I, I love the message for the show. It's about kindness uh, to others. It's about accepting your feelings. But I also really saw it as an opportunity to make a really high-quality show. I knew that something that Apple was going to be behind was, was going to really be incredible. Uh, and this is going to be something that a lot of kids and families were going to be able to see. So that was really exciting to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it seems like this whole year has been so full of really strong emotions. You know, so many people are are feeling so many things. And I was really hoping that this show could come out, you know, now because um, it really helps you deal with all of your emotions and, and where to put it and how to how to work with it. So I think it's really valuable for right now. Oh, yeah, and totally. And I think, um, James, coming to you, uh, I love Stillwater's character just because So I was watching the show during the school day. I was taking study breaks and watching, like, episode by episode. And I love how calming, like, just the entire, like, the show's aura is. I love that, you know. How did Stillwater's uh, character actually challenge you as a voice actor? That's a really good question. Um, And I'm glad Rob is here because Rob was really instrumental in finding um, the voice for Stillwater. It's, it's hard because there's a definite balance between you, you don't want him to be boring and you don't want, um, you, you want him to have a certain playful aspect to him, you know? Well, it's interesting because uh, pandas have really circled my voiceover life a lot. Oh yeah, with yeah. Kung Fu Panda as well. Yeah. Panda. <laughs> and then World of Warcraft, I played a, uh, a warrior panda. So I, I have to say, though, this is, this is my favorite. My favorite panda. So think of me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And uh, connecting to that, so James, as an individual of East Asian descent, you've voice acted many characters that are kind of set against an Asian backdrop, as we've mentioned. Uh, Kung Fu Panda, of course, is a perfect example of one. So I'm sure you've learned a lot about uh, Chinese and Asian culture uh, from there. So did you learn something new about the cultures that were discussed in this show throughout the process? Well, it's it's interesting because sometimes um, cartoons can either be using the Asian the Asian quality as a backdrop, you know, uh, in which case it doesn't really they don't really delve deeply into the culture. But I have found with shows like, uh, I just did Ghosts of Tsushima, which is a PlayStation game. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with this show, if you have people behind it, the producers, who really are taking the time to invest in the culture and to, and, and to really not use it just as surface decoration, but as what is the philosophy of, of that culture, you do really learn a lot. So there were... There were a lot of like Japanese concepts like the ikibana, the flower arranging, mm-hmm. the motonai, which is um, about valuing things up until the end of its lifespan, like using something all the way to the end. And um, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this right, but the kintsugi, the uh, fixing broken things and making them even more special. Those kind of concepts were really kind of planted in a really nice way in Stillwater. And uh, I was able to kind of feel what, what they actually meant because they were an integral part of the script. Absolutely, yeah. And I think definitely a cultural appreciation is something that Stillwater uh, does really, really well. I like that because it's, as opposed to cultural appropriation, it's right. cultural appreciation, which is <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> yes. We're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Ishan on Stillwater. And next up, we'll be listening to Ishan as he speaks with Rob Hoagie and James C. on Stillwater. So, uh, Rob, Stillwater is a pretty one-of-a-kind show. So was there a first for you, like something you had to do for the first time ever in your 
long career in uh, the production process of the show? Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, this is the first time I've ever done a show uh, that was uh, both uh, had two totally different types of animation technique in it. Usually I'll do a show that's all CG or I'll do a show that's all traditionally animated. And then this one, we actually get to do both. So for the sections that you see, Stillwater and the kids, it's done with the beautiful computer-generated animation. So we have this sense of realism, of light and shadow, and color texture that's very rich and, and, and very just sort of visceral and, and, and gives you that feeling like you're really there. Um, and within the stories that Stillwater tells, we're using tr uh, traditional 2D and often hand-drawn animation. Uh, and we use those for the koans, which are the stories that Stillwater tells. And for those, we wanted to really feel like we were going into the world of Stillwater's imagination. So they're very graphic and colorful and stylized with lots of interesting contrasts and colors and done in a very traditional technique. And in a lot of ways, we're mirroring what were done in the original books, which had John Muth's beautiful watercolor pictures set against this sort of intricate brushwork technique for when Stillwater told the koans in there. So I think it was really fun to be able to use two completely different techniques uh, for the animation of the show. Absolutely, yeah. And um, to both of you, I guess I can, I'll ask Rob first. Uh, did uh, COVID impact the production process or even just for James, the voice recording process of Stillwater? Well, I can say yes and no. Um, <laughs> yes, of course, everyone involved in the production, you know, was certainly worried about themselves and their family and their friends. And, you know, it was sort of a scary time for everyone. Um, the biggest impact is that we had to close our production office. So everyone, you know, this isn't new to, to just us. I mean, everyone, so we had to go and work from home. Um, and so that took a little bit of adjustment because uh, one of the great things about being in the same place is that, um, you know, especially in animation is you have these really great creative conversations. Sometimes they just happen when you're walking by and say, hey, I love that scene you're doing. And you talk about the creative process and you come up with great ideas and you're able to collaborate with your colleagues. And sometimes you solve problems. It's like, hey, I'm having trouble with this and why don't you try that? Um, and that's really hard to do over Zoom. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I was really worried that that sense of community that you have when you come into a studio and you're all together and you're, you're seeing them in the booth across from you as you're recording your lines, that that would kind of get lost, you know? But in a weird way, even though I'm at home, I hear all of their voices in my ear. And, it, and because you're listening, you're, you know, you're listening very closely, it's very intimate. Mm -hmm. and, and so because everybody was still there just remotely, you did get that sense of, of community, which was great. You feel supported, you know? Um, right. Yeah. I would say that the the only sad thing for me was that uh, I didn't get to see really didn't get to see the kids at all during records. So even if I wasn't recording at the same time as the kids, I would see them out in the lobby and we would talk and you know you'd get to know them because Stillwater and the kids are just so enmeshed. Mm -hmm. um, so I really missed being able to kind of bond with them. But we we've. Um, we connected over like Instagram and so, so we, there is still a connection. So that's good. That's great. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's unique challenges and also, I mean, we've, we've had to adapt a lot and I'm sure film industry especially has had to really adapt a lot. I mean, and so just to wrap up, uh, what do you two hope that kids take away from the show? And I can go back to you, James. The best part of what the show is teaching you is about how to, take emotions that you have within you and that the emotions themselves are not bad at all. They are what you're experiencing. But the idea that you can deal with them in a way that makes them safe and makes them manageable versus something out of control. And I think if, if kids can learn that, I think it would be a, a, a huge lesson. Yes. So thank you guys so much for speaking with me today. Um, it's been a pleasure, and I really, really, really enjoyed uh, getting a, a behind-the-scenes look uh, at Stillwater. <laughs> so <laughs> Stillwater is available on Apple TV Plus right now. I'm Ishan Mani reporting for Kids First. Bye. Let's take a break. I'm Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by 
Hope's Legacy. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Welcome back. We just finished speaking with Ishan on Rob Hoagie and James Yeh on Stillwater. Now we are moving on with Tiana as she gives a review of Timecrafters, The Treasure of Pirate Cove. Hey, Tiana, how are you? I'm doing fine yourself. I'm doing wonderful. Great to hear that you're doing amazing as well. Well, first off, Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirate's Cove. This is about an adventure and family film, which was released on December 12th of this year. Can you share with us a little more about the story and the storyline from your point of view? Yes. So the storyline is about a group of treasure hunting kids um, led by Josh Dare, who is played by Casey Simpson. And they all go on this big adventure after they find a treasure map on a beach and find out that it's locating the lost treasure of Captain William Kidd that was buried in their town many years ago. And at the same time, there are time-traveling pirates who discover a time machine and then they go up in time 300 years and realize their map is missing and it turns into this whole thing where the pirates are trying to hunt down the kids, trying to receive the map while trying to fit in, and then the kids are trying to find the treasure. It's an amazing adventure that I think the whole family will love. But it, it's very, it's a very interesting movie, I will say. Mm, I understand what you're saying here. What's really cool is, based off what you shared with me, is that the kids are like a target to these pirates. You know, they're on the run, and the pirates are here to trap them. Is that is that what you're saying? Yes, definitely. Um, I feel like, especially what I was saying about how the pirates are kind of trying to fit in because they don't know about what goes on 300 years later. So they're Mm -hmm. kind of trying to fit in while at the same time they're trying to hunt down the kids um, so that they can get the treasure map and take the treasure back to their time. Wow. Well, this film seems very adventurous, seems very wild. And I don't know if I'm supposed to worry for the kids or just go along for the ride with them. But either way, I know it's pretty fun. Along with that, were you able to relate to the main characters? And if so, how? Um, I think I was able to relate to the main characters because I am someone who's very adventurous and wild and fun. And I love going on adventures, um, even though they're not like super big adventures, kind of like what they did in the film. But I love using my imagination and... Um, something that I always used to love doing was like creating maps to things, and I don't even—I didn't never even knew where they led to. I just always um, loved going on adventures, and I'm a very fun and adventurous person. So I think that's probably how I relate to the characters the most. 
amazing. Thanks for sharing that with us. And in addition, every film's goal, no matter if it's animated, nor if it's not, its goal is to be able to relate to the viewers and make them feel whatever, even that's happy or sad or just wild feeling, just like you shared with us. How did this film make you feel? This film made me feel, I mean, it made me feel different things at different times because there's sometimes where um like kind of like what you were saying before there were sometimes where i felt scared for the kids like oh no they're gonna get caught something's crazy is about to happen and then there's sometimes where i feel really happy and engaged like yes they finally found the treasure or whatever um you know i, I just think it gave me a mix of different emotions but most times you would feel like kind of scared like what's gonna happen um very engaged understanding um, there's like some moments where you might feel a little sad. It depends. But I think there's like a lot of happy and um, like points where you want to cheer the kids on. Mm. And to what extent did this um, film fit with your expectations or did it subvert them in any way? I think it did kind of meet my expectations because I feel like, like I said, I'm very adventurous and I feel like this was a film that was for me because I love adventures. I love pirates. I love uh, things in that category. So I think this film was definitely something for me, something I am definitely looking forward to watch again. Um, yeah, definitely met my expectations. It had everything that I loved in it. Well, like you just shared with us, this you do enjoy pirates and you do love getting the, the thrill of getting to see the kids just running away from them and they're on the they have a target on their back and they're always looking around. Do you think those who aren't as interested in wild and adventurous and overall pirate themed films will enjoy this film as as well? You know, and I think that is a very good question. Um, I think this is a film that everyone, the whole family, will love. Because even if you're not really into that, there is some parts that are kind of educational, uh, some parts that will still make you laugh. And even though the whole pirates thing may not be for you, I feel like it's still, because I know everyone loves a good adventure, no matter if it's um, playing a board game could be an adventure, going outside and playing with your friends could be an adventure. And I feel like, no matter what, even if it's you think it's something that you're not interested in, everyone loves a good adventure, no matter what type it is. So I think this is a film that the whole family will love. Everyone will love it. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me about this film. Lastly, what is your age rating and your star rating? So my star rating for this film is five out of five stars. And I recommend it for ages eight and up. Adults will like it too. Like I said, it's for the whole family. Thank you so much for speaking with me, Tiana. I am so influenced to go check this out. Definitely do go out and watch it. Thank you. <laughs> you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've listened to Ishan on Stillwater, Ishan with Rob Hoagie and James Seat. We just spoke with Tiana on Time Crafters. And next up, we'll be listening to Katie after she's interviewing with the actor Gavin Magnus. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie Francis reporting for Kids First. And today, I'm joined by YouTube sensation Gavin Magnus, who plays Byron in Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirates Cove. Hi, Gavin. Thank you for joining me today. And congratulations on your role in Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirates Cove. Thank you so much for having me. Excited. Gavin, you have a huge heart for helping others, but that's not the case in this film. How is it playing a character that is in so many ways different to you? Um, I think playing a character like that's very mean. Then again, it is acting, so it's completely different, you know, than your real life personality. Me, I'm completely different. I love giving back to people. I'm more of a giver. Like I don't really, I don't really do a lot for myself. I I like to give to my friends a lot, and I. I make sure the people around me are good. So it's definitely completely different playing a character in the film that is not like me. But I mean, sometimes I can act like that, which I shouldn't. But sometimes I do get a little bratty, but usually not. But it was, it was fun. It was a cool experience. Yeah. 
Your character highlights how much kids can be influenced by their parents, both good and bad. Can you talk a little bit about the experience from this film? Um, I think the film was amazing. It was amazing to shoot. And it does show how, you know, kids can be influenced by their parents in many different ways. You know, how, like, I think my dad is the mayor. And like, oh, I have it all. And he, he just gives me everything. And I think I'm the best around town. So I think it's best to, you know, hold yourself and, like, not rely on others. I love how you use your influence to raise awareness for school harassment. Byron isn't always the nicest person. How would you handle a person like him in real life? So for me, I'm, I'm homeschooled, so I don't really deal with, you know, real, like, in-person uh, interactions. But I used to when I did go to school when I was, like, um, getting bullied and, you know, getting rude comments thrown at me left and right. And how I usually handled it is I'd either tell someone around me or I would just ignore it and not let it affect me because personally, I, I can't let something like that affect me or else it just ruins my whole day. And I need to learn to let it not. But also like online for social media, because I'm in the social media business, like uh, big. So usually it's like, you know, rumors being spread about you or, you know, just lies being made up. So. Yeah, I agree. This is a film where like all the characters stand out. If you could choose another part to play, who would you play and why? If I could choose another part to play, who would it be and why? It would probably be, probably be Hedge. Without giving anything away, what was your favorite line to say in the film? My favorite line to say in the film? Uh, man, there's so many funny lines that Byron said. I would probably have to say, oh, it would probably have to be at the end of the, of the film when they were like tying everyone. Like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't say too much, but I said something that was really funny. I was like, Hey guys, I know we've had our differences, but now that we're on the same team, like, help me out, something like that. Yeah, it was funny. I was like, hey guys, like, I know we've had our differences and blah, 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 but now that we're on the same team, like, you mind helping me out or something like that? It was, it was really funny. Yeah, I remember that line from watching the film. Yeah. What was the best part about working with a bunch of pirates? Best part about working with a bunch of pirates? I would probably have to say that how funny they are. They're very funny. Uh, they're characters for sure. Um, I love their energy. Their acting skills are amazing and they're just through the roof funny. Like it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I would, I really like the part with all the pirates and stuff. I can't say anything, you know what I mean? But yeah. I thought they were really funny too. What was your favorite scene to film and why? My favorite scene to film? Hmm. I think my favorite scene that was, uh, let's think. All right, so my favorite scene that I was in was probably have to be the one where we were at like the, where we were like, I get caught and I'm like, you know, my dad, it was just business. Like where we're all like tied up, like we're all tied up on the, against the pole. I was like, I, you know, I didn't mean to hurt anyone. You know, my dad, just business. That was really funny. And it was probably my favorite scene to film because it was, it was really cool. And actually, a lot of the scenes that were my favorite, too, were the ones that we filmed in Mendocino. Because uh, that place is beautiful. Great experience, by the way. Um, and it was amazing. It was just amazing. All those scenes we filmed there. I mean, every scene was my favorite, but... <laughs> the quotes were really beautiful in Mendocino. Yeah. What message do you hope that people will take away from this film? What message do I hope that people will take away from this film? I hope people take away that, have fun in life, be smart, and don't grow up too fast. Thanks, Gavin. This was amazing. I'm Kitty Francis reporting for Kids First. Make sure you go watch Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirates Cove. It comes out in select theatres on December 12th. Bye from me, guys. Let's go to break. I'm Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Hope's Legacy. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been listening to Ishan on Stillwater, as well as Ishan as he speaks to the executive producer and voice actor on Stillwater, Tiana on Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirate Cove, Katie with Gavin Magnus, an actor on Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirate Cove. And right now we are listening to Tiana's interview with McKinley Blem on Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirate Cove. Hey everyone, I'm Tiana Sermons reporting for Kids First, and today I have the pleasure of talking with McKinley Blem. She has starred in many different Lifetime movies and series, including The Gilly Muck for Hulu. Today, we are here to talk about one of her most recent films, Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirate's Cove. Welcome, McKinley. How are you today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. Congratulations on your role as Bridget in Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirate's Cove. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I really love all movies that have to do with pirates and treasure hunting and even adventures. And this movie fit it all. So what were your first thoughts when you first saw the script? I think the first thought that I had was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is something when I was younger, I'd like imagine going on an adventure like this. And so when I first read it, I was like, whoa, I cannot believe that I get to be a part of this. It's an amazing story. It plays out amazing. It has like everything for every different audience. Somebody will find something they enjoy in there. Yes, well, I definitely enjoyed the whole film. All the characters inside this film were really just amazing. Which character inside this film do you say that you would most relate to and why? I'd say I'd have to actually relate to Hedge. Just because he kind of has like a carefree, super goofy attitude. And while I do play somebody who's super tech smart and very by the book, knows exactly what she's doing, I'd say I'd be a little bit more goofy with it and have more fun with it instead of trying to get down to business right away. Like Hedge, he's super carefree. He does whatever he wants. He has fun with it. And I would love to be able to do that. And I think that's just kind of more my personality. I think that would definitely be a fun character to play. Your character, Bridget, along with the other kids, loved going treasure hunting. What are some of the things inside the movie you got to do that you would love to do in real life? That's a very, very good question. I'd say something in the movie that I would like to do in real life, again, probably is just go to all these different historic places. Like, we got to go to a ton of different places that were just gorgeous, had so much history behind it. And I would just love to be able to go do that, spend a day learning history, talking to interesting people, kind of like getting full stories and uncovering mysteries. Yeah, that sounds like so fun. 
So a major part of this film focused on the pirates being able to time travel through the time machine to search for their treasure. If you could travel through your own time machine, where would you go and what would you do? If I could travel through my own time machine, I would probably go to the Victorian era in like England or London because yeah. I have always wanted to go to one of those like really fancy tea parties with like princesses and princes and these giant beautiful gowns and the wigs and the amazing food and just how fancy it was and just all proper. I would love to be able to experience that. If that sounds great. If you ever go, take me with you. <laughs> So, fun fact, Twinkies was actually a sponsor of this film, and I thought it was just really creative for the director of this film, Rick Spala, to actually include them in this film. And they were something that the character Hedge really loved. So what do you think would have happened if uh, Pistol had actually found out that Hedge loved them? Ooh, I think if Pistol found out that Hedge loved Twinkies, I think he'd probably use them against him. <laughs> I think he'd kind of like lure, lure him out, kind of like use them as a trap or something like that. I think yeah. he could use it to his advantage. Yeah, I totally agree. It would definitely change how the story went. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Denise Richards, who played Victoria Dare in this film. She had a really complex role because she played a wife going through a heartbreak because her husband got lost out at sea. She played a mom and a production manager putting on a huge stage production. But what is something that you learned from watching her juggle all those things? I think something I learned from watching Denise juggle all these different roles is that the key is to really get into the character and put yourself in the mindset. And I learned so much from filming. I think I had a few scenes with her, but she was just so incredibly talented. She was kind. She knew how to like, she knew all the production, how it worked, and I think I probably took away mostly was just that if you can get into the character and get into the passion and the mindset of that character, you can really, really take that a lot and just go with it. And it's awesome. And if you have fun with it, it works really well. Yes, I totally agree. And I think something that I really got from watching her do that is just all the women empowerment. Exactly, exactly. She's super strong. She is so much advice and just she is so successful so we learned a lot from her yes you were listening to kids first coming attractions today we're listening to ishan on stillwater as he interviews the executive producer and voice actor tiana on time crafters the treasure of pirate cove katie with gavin magnus on time crafters the treasure of pirate cove right now we're continuing listening to tiana's interview with mckinley blem on Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirate Cove. So something else that I really loved from this film were all the amazing props. And they actually had a pirate ship on set that reminded me of a real life one. So what was your favorite prop on set and why? I think my favorite prop on set was all the treasure because oh, it was just amazing shiny like diamonds and crowns and jewelry and i'm like a big nerd for that kind of stuff i love going to thrift stores and looking at old jewelry and antiques so just seeing that it was like a deer in headlights i was just like oh it's amazing and i was just drawn to it. i think i spent like an hour after we were done for the day just looking at each individual thing it's amazing yeah that's definitely what i would call an adventure <laughs> yes there were a lot of hilarious scenes in this film. What was the funniest scene to tape or see being taped? I think when the first scene that Hedge had, the funniest take was when he had to eat Twinkie and he got it all over his face, actually. And I had to kind of like say something to him and we were just cracking up because it was everywhere. And we had to do it like 10 times because we could not stop laughing. It was just hilarious and everybody was kind of like okay guys like but everybody was laughing too it was just such a fun take and i remember that forever it was hilarious and we honestly could not get back on track we had to like step away take a breather and go back and set the twinkies down yeah that sounds like a hilarious part to film mm -hmm. 
without giving anything away from this film, what was your favorite line in the movie? So I'm going to re-say that. Okay. Without giving too much away from the movie, what was your favorite line in the movie and why? Bridget had a lot of really good lines. I think one of my favorite lines from the movie was when she was being a little flirt. She went, hi, Byron. That was a really fun one. And she got to be super flirtatious. And she just kind of like used her power. And she was like, no. And that was really a fun take. And I just loved that. Just this sass that you could kind of put into that and like fluttering your eyelashes. Super fun to film. Yeah, I totally agreed. That was a really great part. So for my last question, what message do you hope people take away from this film? I hope that our viewers take away that if you work together and if you really like add friendship and expand your horizons, you can get anything done. Like the kids in the film, they go around town, they meet new people, they're super respectful and they kind of like work all together and work hard. And I think that if everybody works together and gives their own opinions, you can really go far. Yeah, I totally agree. I definitely got that from the movie. Well, thank you so much, McKinley. This was an amazing interview. It was so nice talking to you. Thank you, Tiana. It was amazing talking to you, too. Yes, and thank you so much for taking time out to talk. I'm Tiana reporting for Kids First. Be sure to watch Time Crafters, The Treasures of Pirate Cove. It will be inside select theaters December 12th, 13th, and 15th. Tickets are available through fathomevents.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to Kids First so you don't miss another interview or review that we do. That's all for now. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, Kids for Worlds, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media, Voice America, and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Hearts Legacy. I'm Natalie Jackson from Kids First, reporting for Kids First. Goodbye! Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.